Because of the following special broadcast, 48 Hours will not be presented this evening, but will return one week from tonight at its regular time. KTBR Break Room! Let's move on, because it's time to move on. Hear the drummer get wicked! bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. Mr. President, I'm here! I voted for you! Wait a minute. That guy on the grassy knoll's got a gun. He's gonna shoot the president. Holy smokes, I've gotta do something. All right, Lee, time to become an American hero. It is reported that three bullets rang out. The president, cradled in the arms of his wife, Mrs. Kennedy, was carried to an ambulance and the car rushed to Parkland Hospital outside Dallas. The president was taken to an emergency room in the hospital. What happened to your head when you got hit? Well, uh, uh, my head went back to the left. Say that again. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. So, what are you saying? I'm saying that the spit could not have come from behind. That there had to have been a second spitter. Well, that's a repeat of something that you heard reported to you directly a moment ago from KRLD Television in Dallas. And that is the rumor that has reached them at the, the hotel that uh, the president is dead. Totally unconfirmed, apparently, as yet. I'm going to fart a rainbow on each of you, and we're going to all prance down the Dealey Plaza next week. Or Plaza. Thomas will be in his, in his uh, Super Mario outfit. <laughs> as a unit, ready to launch. Throw fired balls at your unicorn asshole. God, it's going to be just like the JFK. Just like the JFK assassination. Basically, what they're doing for the 50th anniversary. Thomas is going to go up to the sixth floor in his Mario outfit, open a window. This is how it would have taken him out. Trying to take out his unicorn asshole, which would be amazing. And if I, as Mario. Worth launching fireballs. From I'm the throwing fireballs. <laughs> it's me, it's Officer. Out the school book depository. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States.
Broadcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. This may not be the greatest topic ever because I just don't give a crap. That's well, very insensitive of you, Thomas the Tank. Of course. It's already dismissed the whole episode. They completely dismissed it out of hand. Mark has worked uh, tirelessly, tirelessly on. Well, if you would like to go bang an Indian in the back, the then main, that's fine. That may be the most fucking played drop on this show. That damn fucking thing that I said one time. <clears throat> no, you've said it several since. No, yeah. I have not. You pretty much say it every episode live. Pretty much. Whatever. Yeah. So this is episode 191, our uh, JFK special. Or uh, <laughs> celebration of, maybe not celebration, but... Uh, <laughs> Jeff. Memoriam of uh, the 50th anniversary of JFK's assassination in uh, <laughs> Dallas. Let's get, the, let's get the party started from ground, as, from ground zero As Thomas always says, JFK finally got it through his head I Hey-o. never say that He does constantly Shut say your that. mouth Shut your damn poor mouth They love you They love you for it The people love you So these are actual Dallasons from back in the day? Dallasons? They're current, <laughs> sure. da- current Dallasons I think they're Dallasites, aren't they? They were here Back then, Dallasonians clapping. They like your current sense of humor, though. Right. Oh. We weren't here back then, but we can understand that that's a joke. I was. Okay. Well, I didn't make the joke. Mark did. I didn't make a joke. You're the one that says it all the time. Okay. I'm you said that right before we started podcasting. No, I did not. Actually, you did. No, I did <laughs> you said, not. Why didn't you put in there my joke? <laughs> JFK finally got it through his head. Okay. <laughs> can we please stop? No. God. We're just doing an expose. <clears throat> Pretty much here to talk about your joke. Right. Let's break down the, pretty much the whole episode. It's not my joke. <laughs> Thomas, would you like to deliver your. It's in- a local radio station joke. joke that's not funny. No. And of course, you have to tie it into this show. You brought it up before the show. No. Well, yeah, but not to be brought up on air. You brought it up as your favorite joke of all time. I did not say that. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, I guess let's just get right into it. And uh, we thought that we What are we, we should, doing today? We're talking about JFK's oh, okay. uh, I didn't assassination. Get that. Okay. Um, we thought we should do this because we we live in Dallas, and uh, obviously it's a Dallas-centric thing, and I feel like we have somewhat of a unique perspective of living in this city. At least I, I think we've all been here, what, since the late 90s? Yeah. I mean, it was 98. <clears throat> Thomas was 99. Nope. Maybe 2000? 2000. Okay. That was the early as well. Yeah. But anyways, we've been yeah. here for quite a while, and you were I was... May 2000. You don't remember this? I was, uh, I was June of 98. Yeah, you were a couple years before us. Yeah. Hello there. Uh... <laughs> Dave but was a couple years after me. I was here all throughout us. my childhood because I was I was here. I would be here for the summer because my dad lived here, and then uh, in the winter I would uh, vacation again. So. You, wintered, you wintered in Dallas. I wintered in wintered in Dallas <laughs> and summered in Abilene or yeah. part time, which was hell. Yeah. Pal, uh, not a pal. You guys were there full time. <laughs> if it was a power for me. It was to, definitely a power for you. I went to Houston as well. So Ooh, we, we double pal. How's, how's Houston a double pal? He also got the swamp crotch. It's on crappier and dirtier and <laughs> way trafficier anyway. Absolutely. But he got the swamp crotch. Okay, well, that's a pal. You got to swim in a nasty uh, ocean water there. There you go. On a nasty beach. Pow, pow. It is pretty nasty down there. It's pretty horrible. It's not in Houston, though. No, Galveston. but it's close enough. Yeah. But anyway. So, anyways, uh, back to Dallas. Yeah. So, uh, it's something you... <clears throat> growing up, gr- Growing up and living in the city... People have a certain view of your just being in the state that we're in, and we're going to talk well, about how Dallas is known as the city of hate in the second it's segment. Like one I think, of the but, top, you know, top couple of things that Dallas yeah, is known for, right? 
What, Cowboys, the show Dallas, yeah. and that. That's right. pretty much what we're known for. Yeah, I bet that's probably true, actually. Yeah. It's um, kind of crazy. But I thought, at least in the first segment, we go through... I pulled some audio. I found an old radio broadcast from KLIF from 1963 on that day. And back in the day, Local right radio station. now, KLIF is a uber right-wing like people might not know that tea party station they weren't back in the day they were not back in the day we were actually one of the leading top 40 stations in the nation at the time like just pretty much straight news right no no top 40 pop music oh it was back when they did am pop yeah Uh, and they were a top 40 uh, pop station until the early 80s when uh, fm started back in the 60s yeah (laughs) that originally is ricky darren 1965 okay but anyways, they were the top, one of the top pop stations until the 80s when FM started to take over. And then they, at that point, they decided to switch FM. to talk. And at that point, they were like moderate talk, and now they've gone Tea Party talk. I don't even know what's on there. Yeah. I, but well, I'll trust you that it is. It's uh, that guy you have a book in the back of your Pathfinder. What's the guy that you love? The book that you purchased yeah. solely from oh, Mark's yeah. Bachelor Party. Totally, yeah. Where we're having dramatic I readings. I wasn't given that by Mar- someone uh, or anything. Mark Levin. Mark, Mark Levin. Levin, yeah. He's on there, and you know, people like that. BAP, actually. Is BAP? is pretty insanely right-wing, too. Yeah, so... It, 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 it's hard to believe, but we have our choice of right-wing <laughs> AM yeah. stations exactly. to choose from. Oh, uh, Shocker. Yeah. That none of us listen to. Right. So, oddly enough, we, we should we occasionally live in the one blue county. We should occasionally listen to it just because, if nothing else, it would bring lots of hilarious comment to the sh- content to the show, I think. Yeah. It, it, okay. it, the problem is, you'd have to listen to it and then re listen to it. Are you serious? That's the problem. My blood pressure would raise to yeah. unnatural levels right. just listening to the kind of crap that's on there. But anyway. So, uh, we're going to talk about well, probably a little bit the documentary, City of Hate, but did you guys get a chance to watch it? I did. I not. did. You did? I did. Pretty good little documentary. I heard, uh, really? You thought so? I heard a lot of quotes yeah. from it. So I, I thought it was the most boring documentary I've ever seen. Then you haven't watched a lot of documentaries. I thought it was I've really watched interesting. plenty of documentaries, and I've watched a lot of documentaries on JFK. I, I thought did it was not really good think it was. I thought it Even it as was a Dallas, okay. a Dallas was or a <clears throat> close to Dallas site? I mean, it was short. It, was yeah. de- it definitely focused on something that no other JFK uh, documentary I've ever seen focuses on, which is, you know, the the... the just the feel of the city as far as leading which, up to that situation. Which, obviously, I think that would be our focus on this episode, yeah. since we're from here, to well, have that, more of that focus. I thought the thing that was interesting that uh, they talked about there, and they mentioned it in this first piece of audio I've got here. So uh, this audio is going to be the arrival of, of JFK and LBJ at, at Love Field. And then the second piece is the uh, they go transition from uh, pop music into the actual bulletins. Um but one thing they mentioned in here that I was not aware of until this last month was prior about a month prior to JFK arriving, Adlai Stevenson from the UN, the head of the UN at the time, had visited Dallas. And, uh, you know, you think the Republican extremism is bad here now. It was even worse then because what you had then were mega rich guys, oil tycoons like H.L. Hunt and the uh, people in the John Birch Society. Yeah. Uh, they... It's amazing they, that that was a thing, but go ahead. Yeah, but they they were an extreme right-wing contingent, and they were very vocal and very active about it. It's a Tea Party it. from back then. Essentially, yes. That was 12 times more vocal, at least. Yeah. They, I mean, they were insane. They went to this Adlai Stevenson thing, and he they were booing him and shouting things at him while he's trying to speak. And then he at some point... He couldn't even speak for a good portion of it. He's just yeah. trying to get them to shut up. Yeah. And then he said, <laughs> awesomely, he said something to the effect of... Uh, do I have to teach people in Texas how to have manners? Yeah, he said, I have to come all the way from Illinois to teach people, yes, uh, teach the people from <clears throat> Texas manners. And actually, people cheered for him at that. So the interesting thing, the city is a dichotomy, as it still is, in that even back then you had a strong right-wing base. But at the time, people like Stanley Marcus, the head of Neiman Marcus, or the one of the co-heads of uh, Neiman Marcus, 
was trying to bring some balance to the city. Like they had brought Martin Luther King in. They had brought uh, other, you know, more liberal speakers and were trying to put a... I wonder how many people know Neiman Marcus originated here. Probably I don't not know. A ton. Probably not that many. Yeah, uh, you're right. And uh, Trammell Crow and people like that. And mm. he was trying to... He was hoping... Uh, I know what I read in an article about Stanley Marcus was that he hoped by bringing very polite, well-spoken people to this town that it would con... It would calmed some of the flames of the extremists and it actually didn't it made things worse yeah and with when adlai stevenson got here they had a banner that said welcome adlai on it and then apparently behind that was another banner and at some point while he's speaking they didn't show this in the documentary but these right-wing guys run up there and they pull down the first banner and it says something about uh un red commies or something on it on the banner right and so then at that point, still, I mean, obviously this was the communism scare right. era you know, as well it still astounds me in this point of you know where we are now that like and and they cut to one guy at some point i can't remember his name who taught who basically did the whole accusatory communist thing that was just like oh that that was um bruce alger yeah former congressman former congressman yeah uh it just that astounds guy? me like uh just how insane people were back then about being accused of being a communist mm-hmm. like communism wasn't like Oh, we're going to launch missiles at the U.S. It was like it's just a different state of thought of what you think the social economy should be about. That's not yeah, like but it doesn't have anything to do with like being evil. Yeah, that's what we, and all that stuff. Yeah, I understand that. that. So but I can understand at the same why it was time, more it's just insane the way they throw it around and like it's just this horrible word that you don't want to associate it with you. And I'm like, that's so ridiculous. Just, it is now in hindsight. So but, stupid. I mean, I remember in the '80s being kind of scared. I mean, yeah. Well, I was the kind of scared of it. USSR height, there yeah, and yeah. Rambo movies, and and I understand <clears throat> that. But I mean, why can't we ever? Uh, I don't know. Just like, why don't we take it down to the basics of what does that even mean? Yeah. And then when you find out what that means, it's, it doesn't have anything to do with the big bad ugly well, but country that's going to come after a you. A lot of that, people then and now don't like to analyze what they're hearing. Well, they just like to hear the tropes and, and take was, what people are saying. It was all the paranoia about spying and all that stuff as well. It wasn't necessarily yeah. because you. You feel like Marx was a good guy, or you mm-hmm. feel like Marx's way is the way to go. I think it was less about that yeah. in some ways than it was about and spying for the evil, you know, Soviets. Well, or and part of the problem is that this country has always had a sense of manifest destiny, and I feel like at the time that uh, the USSR had the same thing, and so they <clears> were yeah. trying to they we're did. trying to spread our influence, and they're trying to spread spread theirs, spread. and we're in natural conflict. Absolutely. So yeah, it's dangerous, and uh, they were, but you got to keep in mind they were like complete opposite point of view that. They were not free, and yeah. so that that was threatening our way of life. So the right. hysteria builds, and there you go. Um, but yeah, the, so the Adlai Stevenson thing uh, really put Dallas on the map as far as hate goes, and then the JFK thing obviously didn't help. So they mentioned that the, in this broadcast. So we'll play this first one here, and uh, if you guys want to say Should anything, just let me know, and I'll pause it. So the reason I'm playing this first part, just by the way, is because the emphasis they put on security for JFK in this opening segment. So, anyways. From Dallas Love Field, the Dallas-Fort Worth area broadcasters bring you a special description of the arrival of President John F. Kennedy. At this moment, three... 
special jet liners are supposed to be in the air between Dallas and Fort Worth. They were scheduled to take off a few moments ago from Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth for the brief flight to Dallas. But right now, the eyes of Texas and the nation are focused on Dallas. And this is the heart of a real political tempest. If you'll recall, it wasn't too many weeks ago that U.N. Ambassador Adlai Stevenson was given pretty rude treatment during a visit here. This put the spotlight on Big D and the glare lingers. This predominantly Republican area is rather notorious for its disregard of protocol where dignitaries are concerned. And to avoid any embarrassing incidents today, the tightest possible security measures are in effect. The Secret Service has been on the quiet prowl in Dallas for many days, checking the routes of travel, the people who will be in close contact with the president, the food he will eat, the cars he rides in, everything and anything involving the security of the chief executive has been checked, rechecked, and then checked again. And those of us here in the radio, TV, and press area have undergone exhaustive security investigation. Our broadcast equipment has been examined. In short, nothing is being left to chance where the president's security and safety are concerned. With the exception of a uh, roof for his vehicle. Well, and that's that's the thing. I, I didn't want to make this too long, so I cut this part out. But they talk about how uh, that morning that was his call, wasn't it? That yeah, was his it call. Was. I know. So his mandate at the time, for you know, for people who don't know, was that they would never. They had this bubble they would put in the car that would allow him to see out and wave to people and stuff like that. But his mandate was never put that bubble in the car unless it will. Uh, it's either raining or it will mess with my wife's hair. Yeah. And so that's the only time. And so originally it was supposed to rain that morning, but the storm cleared up that that morning as they were landing, so they decided to take the bubble roof off. And yeah. even though I've heard conf- or read conflicting things that it was bulletproof, and some say it wasn't bulletproof, but even if it hadn't, it probably would have at least deflected the bullet somewhat. Yeah. You know, and possibly it saved his life. Um, but yeah, so, and on top of that, uh, you know, the guy was flaunting the security procedures. Like, he hops out of the car at one point at left field and start, goes into the crowd and starts shaking hands. Yeah. He doesn't go into the crowd. He goes to the line. Well, to the line. There's a, there's a line on a fence, yeah. and he... Basically, against all the security yeah. protocols, just goes and shakes everybody's hands right. and stuff. And because he was, you know, I mean, I understand it's the big I mean, You just don't think something like that's going to happen, yeah. I would think, but you don't think so. And then, you know, on Shut top up. of that, I, I wonder if he had some sort of like not disregard for his own boss. life, but all that stuff came out about the, the back problems he had, the diseases he had, all the drugs he was taking. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's all, all sorts of things on the record about what's the disease he had. Uh, he had a thyroid condition, yeah, and he had uh, massive back problems. Uh oh. Uh oh. No weather radio. What the hell? Has there been another? It's been, it's been another Amber incident, alert, but no. I don't know why my phone is picking it up. Everybody's phone does that. Really? Now. Yeah. A lot of people. Well, I don't. I turned mine off, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I must have too. That's anyways. crazy. How do you? Oh fuck off. Let's worry we'll about it later. later. That's uh, so crazy. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> I just wonder if he. There. I wonder if he. I mean, after the death of his older brother, I wonder if he had like a bit of fatalism about him, you know, and, and disregard for his own uh, life. Like, it, like I was saying, it's well documented that he felt that he was not going to live into yeah. old age, and that right. he was living his life in a lot of ways with reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say that's why he had, you know, why he's supposedly to have slept around a whole bunch. Right. Like he just I think that's pretty well documented. Lived There's his life really too much uh, like he it. was not going to be promised tomorrow, essentially yeah. to yeah. the utmost extreme well the awareness of diseases didn't come out until the 90s and i didn't know that for a long time but it's interesting yeah it is police chief 
Jesse Curry has told the citizens and visitors that nothing must occur that will be disrespectful or degrading to the president. The chief of police, incidentally, who stands right below us, has in effect deputized citizens who see any incidents brewing to take action to put them down. Hundreds of additional policemen are on hand. The motorcade route is closely watched, carefully plotted and planned. It's our hope that the only noteworthy event today will be Mr. Kennedy's arrival, the speech, the weather, and his departure. So that was the that was the arrival, and after that, amazing. Uh, he goes. He they leave Love Field. He gets out of the car at one point, and then they get back in. They slowly make their way downtown. So there's that. Citizens, if you see anything happening, shoot your local <laughs> neighbor. <laughs> they, well, I, that documentary, uh, City of Hate, actually had part of the the announcement that the police chief makes. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, they, he you're like, allowed to take anybody down. So he, yeah, did he use those words? Something. Like, I mean, it wasn't quite like what yeah. dude said that just then. That was crazy. Can, yeah. Like, take anybody you out. can take him down. God. This is the president, damn you. Have some respect. Well, now you don't, but... Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay, so here's the audio Fart from... Names. It's disrespectful, so I took you down. Here's the audio from the actual motorcade. This is... So right after that broadcast, they broke into their usual pop show. They had like a... Like a Dick Clark type Top 40 show or a Casey Kasem show. Sweet. So... There's We're that. Hear some of that. Uh, yeah, you'll 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 you will hear some of that. You're still two decades ahead. <laughs> so they're Shop a day. they they come what they the come fuck? sparsely. Um, about thirty Chopper minutes Dave is rave. when the first one hits. From 1963. Yeah, the Chopper Dave rave. <laughs> Almost twenty years before he was born. Uh, thirty minutes after that last, the end of the last one was about when this one hit. So, and then they start. They come. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> that seems like an odd occurrence. They broadcast the like that was disrespectful dude in front of the president. <laughs> they got taken down shortly after that. Yeah, <laughs> takes them a while, but they eventually go to nonstop news. Guys, but. come! <laughs> God. This KLIF bulletin. From Dallas, three shots reportedly were fired at the motorcade of President Kennedy today near the downtown section. KLIF News is checking out the report. We will have further reports. Stay tuned. Wow. So unstable. Well, they were... In, Not to the, mention the siren going off right next to him no. the whole time. Well, the interesting thing was, too, about, uh, about KLIF, even though they were a top 40 station, a lot of people relied on them... them for their news because they like were like they do us now exactly not everybody had a tv back then well, i feel not confident. only that but they were actually they had like a bunch of mobile units and so they were often the first ones on the scene hmm. so above uh past much w- like us yeah <laughs> past wbap <laughs> so anyways here we go just Six like ktbr one o'clock right now on the rex jones go the rex jones go this is tommy roll he includes just about everybody Here is a further report after we have just received word that shots have been fired at the Kennedy Motorcade. We just talked with the police department. Here was that conversation. Several persons arrived at Parkman and no information is being given at this time. But you did have reports of uh, shots being fired? We had reports, yes, sir. KLIF News on the Department Hospital to confirm the report that someone had been wounded in the firing of shots in the Kennedy Motorcade in downtown Dallas. Stay tuned to News. Jeez. Hey, be sure that you stock up for this weekend. With well, the thing that sucks about that that song, too, was like everybody loses somebody that you love. They, yeah. come, they break in with that. And another one was like, 
or right before the first bulletin was something i think it was elvis like the first thing they played coming out of that arrival was like something about a shot to the head or something like that yeah. i was like holy shit <laughs> kind of spooky no, weird yeah. premium hand beer at popular texas prices and now we take you to joe long in klif mobile museum at number four in downtown dallas the latest information, and things are rather confused at this moment, shots definitely were fired at the presidential motorcade as it passed through downtown Dallas. All squads are converging code three on the, in the area of Elm and Houston in downtown. There is a tentative description of the shooting suspect, a man, a white male, believed to be approximately 30 years old, reportedly armed with a 30 caliber rifle. How many shots were fired? How many persons, if any, were struck and wounded? We do not know yet. Very close mouthed officials now clapping down on the entire story. We'll bring you what details are available just as quickly as they come into our possession. Joe Long, the Mobile News Unit number 41190 and out. Sandra B has her troubles. That's why I, I want to end all of our breaking podcasts. Break room and out. <laughs> KTBR and out. From very, very hot Dallas, Texas. Latest details on the chase and search in downtown Dallas. An unidentified man fired several shots from what apparently was a high-powered 30 caliber rifle at the presidential motorcade. So far, the authorities are not releasing details on who, if anyone, was hit by any of the bullets or how badly they were injured. Parkland Hospital being very closed-mouthed about the situation, but the search now centers at the area of Elm and Houston near the old Texas School Book Depository Building, and there is a possibility that the would-be assassin is still inside that building. All available downtown units are converging at emergency speed to that area. The entire area has been blocked off. It is roped off now. No one allowed in or out as the search for this would-be presidential assassin continues in downtown Dallas. What had been a very smooth journey to Texas for the president and his wife and other officials, Vice President and Mrs. Lyndon Johnson, now has turned in to another black smear. And we are keeping up to date on all details through the official police officer sources and we'll bring you full details as soon as they're available. Joe Long, Cliff Mobile News Unit number 41190 and out. Congressman Jim Wright of Fort Worth has just said that both President Kennedy and Governor Connolly were seriously wounded in the attack, but were alive. This is the latest. Congressman Jim Wright of Fort Worth has said that both President Kennedy and Governor Connolly were seriously wounded, but were still alive. Congressman Jim Wright of Fort Worth, as we told you earlier, he, in addition to Kildup, uh, would be perhaps the most official source we've been able to contact so far, told us that both Kennedy and Connolly were seriously wounded, but as of 12.55, 11 minutes ago, both were alive. A call has been sent out for some of the top surgical specialists in the city. A call also has been placed for a priest to report to Parkland Hospital. It is now reported to us by Parkland that President Kennedy is receiving blood transfusions. The president now receiving blood transfusions as a result of these assassin bullets that tore in. Did they ever say, I mean, I'm assuming that, did they actually do all this stuff? I mean, did what, they the ever say they actually did all that? Yeah. Because everything that I've heard later on is that he was pretty much dead at the time i think they were trying and i don't know his head was blown off i well, mean i don't really know what the yeah point of and doing if you look at the were. if you look at the after picture yeah it's kind of insane but yeah they were not saying he was dead at the scene yeah they were well, saying he was still alive they were still working they were doing on everything him. they could actually yeah. we have an interview coming up uh here shortly with uh julie 
How? Uh, Kit's wife. How to us? Uh, she actually works at a hospital here in Dallas, and she went to a lecture yesterday with two of JFK's surgeons who worked on him that day. So she's going to kind of give us the details of what the, those surgeons said. Okay. Maybe we'll find it out. Just seems, more. yeah, I don't know. I think they were trying anything. I guess they just trying anything, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They, they definitely didn't declare him dead until he had been there for a little bit. But go yeah. ahead. So we will recap for you very briefly now. A late word from Parkland Hospital, a Father Huber of Holy Trinity Church in Dallas has administered the last sacraments of the church to the president. This does not mean that the president has died. It is a religious precaution taken for those persons who are seriously ill or who have been seriously injured. But a Father Huber of the Holy Trinity Church in Dallas has at Parkland Hospital administered the last sacraments of the Roman Catholic Church to the president. There are reports circulating by other news media in Dallas that the president has been killed. But we have yet to receive our official source word on this from Parkland Hospital or any of the other officials involved in this operation. There is a strong rumor that the president is dead, Joe. Parkland says it is official and we won't know for just a moment, but there is there's strong indication that the president of the United States is dead. This is the strong indication. We have received several reports to that effect, but as we have outlined before, until the official word is received, KLIF is withholding any stern and final pronouncement on that. The president so the is thing- dead. Well, right, right before this, uh, Dan Rather, and what made him famous was he was a producer uh, in Dallas at the time for NBC, the national uh, program for Walter Cronkite. And he actually, the way he got famous was Walter Cronkite announced that their reporter in the field, Dan Rather, says that JFK is dead. So that's what they heard. And then they would, they, it, but it was unverified at the time. Wow. So that's why you heard this. He's right. the first one. And that's how Dan and other guys start. I heard a lot of people were hearing that from the Secret Service guy that was in the actual Yeah, and I, I didn't put that in here, but because uh, yeah. it was part of a much longer yeah. sentence, and uh, I was trying to cut it down as much as possible. Yeah. So in the initial rush to the hospital, a Secret Service agent actually said, he's dead, he's dead. But right. I, from what I understand, like he was actually alive for a little bit. Yes, they talked about that in the, yeah. in the doc. Yeah. Is clearly, gravely, critically, and perhaps fatally wounded. There are strong indications that he may already have expired. A lot of adjectives. That is not official. We repeat, not official. But the extent of the injuries to Governor Connolly is uh, a closely shrouded secret at the moment. President Kennedy is dead, Gordon. This is official word. The president is dead. The president, ladies and gentlemen, is dead at Parkland Hospital in Dallas. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States is dead. The new President of the United States, by succession, is Vice President Lyndon Johnson. So there you go. That was the announcement in Dallas. Yeah. KLAF, 1190 AM. It's funny because, you know, listen to that same local radio station that you mm. like to quote all the time and bring into our show. No, they're just like, I, yeah. I'm the only one. All the time. I'm the only one. Uh, it's definitely not my ass. It's you two fuckers. They, you know, That's where you got your favorite joke from. Shut True. Talking about, you know, even Obama coming here and doing his thing not that long mm. ago. They're like, oh, why can't he just, uh, you know. Stay out of Dallas. How about not come down here? And they're not you know, saying they're it like, from, a anti- from a Republican point of view. Right, they're saying right. from a safety point of view. And right. I, I kind of agree. I, always, I mean, I don't think it's a totally irrational fear. But that's any, that's, I don't think it's necessarily just him. But just like, let's not have another incident. Yeah, exactly. Fear of any kind. I mean, this, the city is still such a, a dichotomy of politics that uh, so strongly divided. I think it's less 
it's more divided than it was back then, for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a question. I don't know. Like, there's I mean, more people on one side. Like, I, I don't think it's as... Like, I think the majority of Republicans were definitely higher back then than they are now. Well, I think they were more in power back then. Sure. But I feel like the... Which is based on them having more of them to put them in power Yeah, that's as well. what I'm saying. I, I do feel like the... I mean, you, uh, can't, you can't be a Republican like stats, judge in Dallas uh, County uh, these days. Just look at the stats, man. Yeah. I mean, look at the stats on who we voted for for... Well, yeah, I mean, yes, Dallas County voted for a lot years. of the last two, uh, last two elections. That's what I'm saying. Right. It, yes, it's definitely gotten more liberal, and I'm hoping that with the influx of jobs and such, it's going to be become more liberal and or less extreme at, a lot at the of very other least, things less extreme. A lot of other things yeah. that bring all sorts of different they talked about in that documentary like the uh, the massive amounts of minorities that mm-hmm. are in this area now true. that were not before true it was extremely white yeah. in 1963 <laughs> yeah yeah and they you know they still had a, a division of you know uh g racial color split water fountains and buses up until 1965 i think i'm actually kind of curious they made the comment in the in the documentary that dallas did not exist in 1880 something or whatever and Mm -hmm. i was like wow that's interesting i did not know that i don't really know the history of dallas at all so i kind of am interested to find that out at some point yeah i would like to see a good documentary on the history of dallas because at one at one point we had a red light district doesn't include the cowboys yeah well (laughs) at one point we had a red light red light district but that history got buried because we want to be a little more Polished, I guess. I sure. guess. Red Light District. So we're going to, at some point, I guess, later on, get into actual Lee Harvey and all that? Well, I have one more no, piece of audio. At this point. We can... Well, I don't know when you wanted to do it. We can do it now. I've got, I didn't know if we had enough time, um, but we can go ahead and play it now. We probably don't. And it's just about... It's all the audio of them finding suspects, the murder of J.D. Tippett, who was the officer who first spotted You're Lee Harvey. You're being disrespectful. And then uh, up, up until his capture. So we can play Me it if you want Marcus. to. You. Okay. Fuck you. So play it? Yeah, go ahead. So this first part, you talking about the Russians earlier. This first part is uh, a good indication of that. News from Radio Moscow now. Moscow's radio commentator in mournful tones has announced the assassination of President Kennedy. He told the Russians, and these were the words of the Moscow broadcast, it is said he has been murdered by the extreme right-wing element. And we are quoting Radio Moscow. So the interesting thing was, of course, Lee Harvey was an extreme left-wing Right and not extreme right wing, awesome. but they took any chance they could, of course, to you know drive the to try deeper. to distance it and yeah, and, try and to, to try to try cause to problems, yeah. yeah, yeah, try absolutely. to pick it on that. It's just, that is the most interesting part. That's what I wanted to get to. Is yeah, it's not that, possible that they had misinformation. I mean, how long is this after? Well, I mean, there's always the theory that you know he was an agent of the Red, and uh, no, 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 I'm not even going into that. I'm just oh. saying it's not possible that the Russians had misinformation about I who think, had murdered. I really doubt it. I, I don't right. think that. Mis- I think what they were doing was taking the information they had, which was the reception of Adlai Stevenson and by the extreme right wingers and their horrible reception for him, and they were just taking the opportunity they were to cause also a into little... propaganda as well. You know, yeah, I mean, I, of course they were anti-American as well at the time. Sure, as I much think as they, they just took red. I think they just took a chance to take that knife and just twist it a little more. The whole right wing knife of you know. Yeah. of what had happened a month prior. Okay. That's just, that's all I was going to say. It's yeah. just so ironic. Everyone was worried about the extreme right-wing people, and then some, yeah. you know, left-wing little, guy comes yeah. and is the one who actually kills him. Yeah. There has been another shooting. We do not know at this time whether it is of the Secret Service agent that there was a shooting a moment ago of a police officer in the 500 block of West Jefferson at Oak Cliff. So they're talking about J.D. Tippett, who was the first guy who spotted Lee Harvey, and it was based on, actually, KLF's report uh, the description. That he was able to so find what had happened was KLF reported the description of Lee Harvey, somebody that was in a shoe store uh, next to the Texas Theater, which is the address they're describing uh, on Jefferson Boulevard and Oak Cliff, which we've been to many movies at. 
Uh, not at the so, shoe store. Not at the shoe store, <laughs> at Texas Theater. <laughs> so somebody in the shoe store heard that, then saw Lee Harvey, called the police. That got radio to, to tip it. And his part, I think it was his partner, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Um, but, anyways, the guy who ended up stopping Lee Harvey. But J.D. Tippett was the one that got murdered. Yeah. He was down on arrival at Methodist. Uh, side light, a Dallas policeman was shot and killed today as he chased a suspected assassin of the president through a movie theater in the Oak Cliff section. This was a suspected assassin. The Dallas County Sheriff's Office picked up what is believed to be uh, the man who is believed to be the most prime suspect, approximately 25 years old. Gordon, uh, the suspect that the Dallas Police Department has in custody, uh, they will not at this moment tell us whether they have determined he is the prime suspect in the assassination of the president. Uh, he is believed to be the man who shot and fatally killed a police officer during the chase in Oak Cliff. And this police officer reportedly was in chase with a suspect in the assassination. But all Dallas Police criminal intelligence agents have... So just FYI, all this audio comes from logger tapes, which were used for the FCC to prove that they played the commercials and they are supposed to. So that's why it's a little janky, especially well, in this part. Plus it's like 50 years old, so and that's that, fine. Yes. Been called in, those who were off duty, the entire area is being combed more thoroughly than ever involved in any manhunt or search in the history of Dallas, the state, and perhaps the nation. Yes, let's review that again. <clears throat> Quite independently of the death of the President of the United States, the death of a Secret Service, the grave wounding of the Governor of Texas, this fire. another Dallas policeman, Officer sure. J.D. Tippett, 38 years of age, was killed today. He and a fellow policeman, M.N. McDonald, ran into a rear exit of the Texas theater. Uh, Tippett and McDonald, it developed, had received a tip that the assassin of President Kennedy might have gone into the theater. An usher told them that a man in a brown shirt God. entered the darkened... Each of your clips is like four hours long. Ryan, the I told Thomas you how long it was, so... Okay. Just a few moments before. That would be a few moments after the assassination of President. That's who they were chasing. Yeah. Ryan the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. According to police headquarters, some reason the name is really clear. Would have been in the Texas theater, and McDonald rushed the suspect. With jamming out going that hasn't happened yet going on in the background. And McDonald and the suspect sprawled over the theater. McDonald's face face was slashed. A four-inch gash, a gash, and the suspect was seized, and it may be that he, he is the prime suspect. Bulletin from KLIF reporters stationed at the Dallas Police Station. Police Captain Pat Ganaway has just told KLIF reporters that a suspect held in the assassination of President Kennedy, that's the 25-year-old boy being uh, questioned right now, was an employee in the building where a rifle was found, an employee in the Sexton building. Ganaway said oh, yeah. the suspect had visited Russia and was married to a Russian. This was not immediately confirmed. The suspect's citizenship, that's the 25... They said he was wrapped in a USSR flag. Well, that was actually true, though. He was, he defected to Russia, and he married Marina Oswald, or Marina, whatever her last name was. She was yeah. a Russian. It wasn't Oswald, yeah. Well, yeah, but... Uh, I would not think so. Hopefully yeah. he didn't marry his sister. Yeah, something, something ended with a V. Did, did you know that... Did we talk about this? That Marina Oswald lives in Rockwall still? Yeah, she still she worked at an it's army a suburb of Dallas. For anybody that doesn't know, yeah, God, she worked at an army she? neighbor like neighbor store until a couple of years ago. 
And why the hell would you stay in the DFW Metroplex after that shit went down with and your husband? It's amazing their daughter still lived here for quite a while. you know, alive and stuff. Yeah, yeah true. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. The old boy being questioned was not known. Um... Police Captain Pat Gunaway said the suspect was the same man who shot and killed a city policeman, J.E. Tippett, in the Oak Cliff section of the city this morning when Tippett had heard uh, rumors that the president's assassin might be hiding in the Texas theater. Uh, we want to caution you that uh, these reports that the suspect had visited Russia and was married to a Russian attributed to Police Captain Pat Gunaway have not say. been confirmed yet by actual... I don't find that to be a lot different than if... I don't know, like a president got shot, like George W. Bush got mm. shot in like 2002. Yeah. And they'd be like, there's ties to the Taliban, yeah, you know, absolutely. and apparently they were, they were over there and they're, you know, sure. it's like whatever was going on at the yeah. time. It's what I don't know, you, you seem like kind of dismissed, like, oh my God, they brought up communism. I'm not really that surprised. I'm not though, either. No. Because it was right in the middle of the, you know, after the Bay of Pigs and all the other stuff that was going on with the communists. I understand why. Yeah. It just, it's amazing how quick we can jump stuff. Sure. And I'm not saying in the end it was true, but I mean, yeah, how true yeah. were the reports that were coming in right at that moment? I mean, those weren't like it wasn't like everybody went and did backstory real quick and found out what the thing was. I mean, it's yeah. I, f- I, I feel like I a know. lot of it's reported right off the scene, and then they got a lot of got it. that right though. That well, fast. they did have a bunch, so <clears throat> everybody was on lunch break at the school, but the Sexton building, the depository, yeah. And uh, everyone was sexting. And his neighbors, there were his <laughs> neighbors, his wife, building. <laughs> exactly. uh, his wife sold him out. And uh, his name, uh, I forgot the guy's name, the Huel's, not Huel. Uh, it's some <laughs> Buell, Buell. It's no, his first name is Buell. It's Buell okay. something or another. Was Huel. a coworker, and I think told him a lot of details and ended up becoming a researcher himself uh, in his later years. So anyways, they got wow. a lot of details from them because he was they on did. his, they were pretty much on their lunch break. Well, they get a lot of inter- I mean, they got a lot of it right. Yeah, which was they did. The three shots. Interesting the, in, re- yeah. in you know, retrospect. Yeah. Conversation between KLIF and Pat Ganaway, but we feel sure that they are reasonably authoritative. These are traditions which you can live and tell your grandchildren about. I can only recall a statement by Rhett Butler uh, in the novel Gone with the Wind. Take a good look around you. You're seeing a nation disappear tonight. And you could say as well, take a good look around you, for this is a day of which you can tell your grandchildren. So there you How's go. How's your vagina? That was the capture of Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. In 1963. It's crazy. So, yeah, I can't believe the, the two Oswalds, Marina and uh, the daughter, I forget her name, that they both stayed around here, and, and Marina still is. Yeah. I mean, seems like you'd want to move and change your name. She re- like, did she, you, like, go to Maine or something? I mean, get, like, as far yeah. away from here as well, possible. she remarried, but I don't know if she took her husband's, her second husband's name. I have no idea. Didn't she remarry Oswald Cobblepot? <laughs> yes, she uh, She was Oswald She became Oswald. the Penguin's wife, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And they assaulted but, downtown Dallas with <laughs> missiles strapped on their backs. And yeah, a, and a giant exactly. rubber ducky. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's, we it's, have... Yeah, it's just crazy to think about just the... I don't know, if there was, to kind of tease the mm-hmm. next segment uh, about the conspiracy theories. Pow. If there was an area to use for that, it would yeah. be a southern town like Dallas right. where you had the right-wing extremist mm-hmm. where you could easily go, oh, it's you know some right-wing extremist right. did if you were Russia mm-hmm. and you were wanting to actually sure. assassinate him. Yeah. It's just, it's, that's, is, that's obviously what led to the conspiracy could theories. That, you could use that anywhere, though. I mean, he could have got a Not as much shot in places. Washington, D.C. Yeah. Not as easily use that, though. 
You could claim that anywhere. You could claim that anywhere, but there were a lot of right-wing extremists here. Yes, that, at the time. there was that a, UN sure, instance just happened. There was a particular right-wing, rather wealthy uprising at the yeah. time that was very anti-UN, very anti-liberal. Yes, and the UN thing yeah. was a bunch of people shouting at a fucking gathering. It wasn't like yeah, but that somebody beamed him with baseballs But that wasn't the only time. Like that. That's the thing. Yeah, well, they hit him, I'm well, not saying no. Somebody did hit him with a sign, a protest sign. Yeah, but it obviously didn't hurt him because well, he was just not. like, he goes and asks the lady... What can I? What's the problem? Yeah. Like he goes up to yeah. the lady, despite his security people being right. like trying to hold him back. Yeah. Uh, yes, most of those people are just obviously angry people, or really disagree with that passionately. Sure disagree. They're not with... going to do that kind of thing. But yes. I'm just saying, it's just of course it happening here probably fed into a lot of these conspiracy yeah, theories. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously. Okay, so you guys ready to talk Whatever. to Julie? No. Julie is going to talk to us about the lecture she went to yesterday. That was a lecture from the two. Surgeons who worked on JFK that day. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, let's give her a call. Yes, absolutely. Hello. Hey, Julie, can you hear us? Yes, I can Sweet. hear you. Great. We are joined by a reporter in the field, Julie, the uh, wife of Kit, who uh, has been on a couple of our shows before. Thanks for joining Hello. us. Hey, Julie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you, yesterday, you went to a lecture that, uh, at the hospital you work at, where there were two, two of the surgeons who worked on JFK on November 22nd. Is that right? Correct. So tell us, uh, tell us yes. what you learned during the lecture. Any, anything interesting or, or what they had to say? Well, it was, it was, first of all, it was just mostly humbling just to be in their presence, to, to know that these two people that I'm looking at you know, we're working on President John F. Kennedy. That's it, it was a humbling experience, but it was just also fascinating to, you know, to hear their account of what happened. You see all of these conspiracy theories, and and you 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 watch the footage over and over, especially recently with the anniversary coming up. But I've never, you know, heard it from someone who is actually actually there. You right. hear accounts of what happened from people who weren't there. Right. But people were, and it was pretty amazing to just let them tell their story. Right. So what? Uh, what did they? What kind of story did they relay? I mean, did they tell like uh, just like about their day, or how did it go? How did this, their telling of it go? Well, there were two different surgeons. I can't recall their first names, but Doctor Jones spoke first, and Doctor Jones actually did more of a, a scientific account, like showing us x-rays and explaining, you know, medical, you know, medically, because this was actually the, the Department of Surgery's grand round. So it was a, it was a lecture for the, the, the medical students and residents, okay. um, but they just happened to open it up to everyone. So he did the more scientific, he, he gave like accounts of the day. He did some of the, the news, like went over some of the news stories and stuff like that. But the, the second lecture, Dr. McClellan, did more of a, a personal story. He included, you know, stories about being in the room when uh, Jackie Kennedy was, you know, saying goodbye to the president after he'd already been pronounced dead. And he um, actually, he said he was kind of cornered between the cart that the president was on and the wall. So he he thought it was more appropriate to leave, but he felt like he couldn't. He was kind of trapped. So he ended up witnessing... Uh, the hospital priest came in to read the president's last rites, even though 
I believe traditionally your last rites are read to you before you pass on, but he had already been pronounced dead. But um, hmm. it was just little tidbits like that, that that were really interesting to me that you don't really hear very often from, you know, that standpoint and how um, Mrs. Kennedy said goodbye to him. And he even gave a, a funny story about one of the CIA officers. Are they called officers? I don't know what they're called. An Se- agent. Secret Service or a CIA or, agent? Um, do what? The, was it a CIA agent or a Secret Service? Oh, excuse me. That's what I meant. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Service, yes. So there were Secret Service agents in, in the room the whole time. And back in the 60s, if someone was murdered in the state of Texas, it was law that a physician would come in and have to give a post-mortem um, examination to the deceased. So the Secret Service, I believe, were prepping to, to get the body out of the hospital and take it. They were going to move it. Mm-hmm. And um, this physician came into the operating room and and explained why he was there, and he was in, kind of insistent that he does a postmortem uh, examination on the president because that was the Texas state law. And Dr. McClellan told us that without saying a word, one of the Secret Service agents just kind of slid his hands underneath the armpits of this position, lifted him up, rotated about 90 degrees, <laughs> bent him back down against the wall, shook his index finger in the guy's face without saying anything, and then they just turned around and proceeded to go back to what they were doing. <laughs> awesome. And I thought that was funny. And I've watched quite a few documentaries and, and you know reports with the anniversary coming up, but that was one story that I thought was so interesting that I hadn't heard anywhere else. Before. Yeah, that definitely hasn't been mentioned. So, right. uh, what what did did he say? How uh, Jackie said goodbye? Yes, um, he said that uh, there were multiple times while they were still working on the president that she kept kind of working her way back into the operating room, and every time she would pop back up in there, they would have someone kind of escort her back out. So it's really, nobody needs to see their spouse going through that. Yeah, so definitely. after he was pronounced dead, um, she came back in and they had his sheet over him. And Dr. McClellan said that she stood with him for a while and she didn't say anything, but she, um, she did take off her wedding ring, his wedding ring, she put her wedding ring on his finger and his ring on her finger. And then um, he remarked that the president's right foot was sticking out from the sheet that was covering him. So it was he was completely covered except the sheet had slipped off of his right foot. And it was a bare foot at this point. They cut his clothes off. So she slowly walked down to the end of the table and just stood there for a moment, and then she bent down and kissed his foot and turned around and walked out. That was the last time hmm. that she saw him. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. So yeah. anything else uh, jump, out of, jump out at you during this lecture? You know, I, what's funny is I recorded this great documentary on the Smithsonian Channel mm-hmm. over the weekend, and I just had the chance to watch it, uh, most of it last night. I finished it. 
And Dr. McClellan was actually interviewed on that documentary, and some of the stories that he told us yesterday morning are on that documentary in his interviews, but I heard them first directly from him, so Mm -hmm. that was interesting. But some of of his accounts are on that documentary, so um, I would be repeating some stories that I didn't realize were already documented. We'll but see. it was still great to have that experience. I felt privileged to get to be there. Well, you're the exclusive source for the break room, so anything you want to tell us, you're a reporter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's about all I have. Okay. Well, thank you, Julie. I, I appreciate you calling or us letting us call you. I guess you yeah. didn't call in. But <laughs> yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting us call you and bother you during dinner and all that. So. Uh, no, no, you're fine. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, thank Julie. you, guys. Of course, tell Kit we said hello, and uh, you guys do. have a good evening. Yes, have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. You too. Bye. Bye bye. So there you go. There was our exclusive interview with uh, our reporter in the field, Julie. Hey, Julie Dustin from Break It. No, she's gone. What? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Well, <laughs> God. there you go. There's our first segment. Uh, <laughs> next segment, we will be talking about conspiracy theories, uh, living in the city of hate, and uh, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, we will. All right. Should be interesting. KTBR and out. Listening to the break room. What the hell is a must kit? Any place, any time is a good time for coke. Only coke the cola gives you that refreshing new feeling. has been around for over a hundred years its history is long and varied each film has a story to tell and the 15 minute movie podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors writers directors producers and themes each episode you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes go to 15mmp.com or check it out on stitcher itunes or miro oh this coffee is criminal Then you admit it. Your coffee really is murder. Pop.
Papa Eddie my coffee. It's murder. It's either too bitter or too weak. Try Folgers. Never bitter, never weak, always nice and rich. Because Folgers coffee is mountain grown. Mountain grown? Like the sign says, mountain grown for richer flavor. Mountains is where the best coffee comes from. Well, all right. You know, it's a crime not to have delicious coffee like this all the time. We will, now that I've discovered the mountains. Ooh. Folgers Coffee, mountain grown for richer flavor. All right. Welcome back to the break room. Your home for the biggest 8-bit video system nerds who can't guess the music from their favorite games. Mark, you know the name of this one. It's Star Soldier, bitch, and it's the best. We now return to your scheduled program. The one, the only, The Break Room. Ah, uh, Charles. The long departed Charles. I'm not sure if we actually made that announcement on the show. Yeah, or Charles not. is dead. Ooh, announcements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lives on, you know, through our save the floppies well, we we'll saved. Say that he actually did die. He died. Uh, I'm just saying we saved mm. we saved the bits we could on floppy, but you know, it's very limited. It's a depressing on floppy. Show. Yeah. But uh, there will be nothing more coming from Charles. We're gonna have to rely possible on... to save anything on floppy anymore? Sure, of course. Even uh, like the small floppy? We're going to have to re- get everything from Paul from now on, so our American <laughs> the computer. What was that? Oh, no. <laughs> Let's say fuck Paul. Just no more no more robotic voice. Whatever. We're going to keep fuck doing that, it. man. Come on. It's not the same. Okay, it's, it's, not. it's not as good as Charles. It's but we can't help Charles. It. Charles died of we robot need, AIDS. We need to have a female voice pop in every once in a while, too. We have the of robot AIDS. We have Irish McIrish that was on one of our reports. Who was that? I don't remember that one. We go now to KTBR. Oh, that one. <laughs> I don't think she was Irish. Something like that. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. The break room we on go the break now to Media <laughs> Network. You chose that bitch. Why'd you choose that bitch? Because I, I like bitches. We'll have more on Take Hello, Charge bitch. Thursday. <laughs> there she is. Hello, bitch. So there you go. Charles is dead. Anyways, let's get back to the show. We're back with the break room. We're back. We're back. We're back to the break room. You're in the home of the black unisex comedian. Yes, this is Charles. I'm not double dead. Uh, he said he's not dead. Actually, he is. He's dead. He said he's not dead. That's he an old dead. one. No. He's double dead now. He's right. definitely double dead. Well, so, now that you've depressed us all, we'll get back into more depressing stuff. So, sweet. Assassinated what, uh, president. What do you guys, uh, how do you guys feel about living in Dallas? Because we certainly have, we have a... Complex. What I don't do know if it's complex, but it's, uh, it's an interesting image of, you know, A, we live in Texas, which uh, a lot of people consider just a completely backwards-ass state. Even though it's coming around. I think less so now. Yeah, yeah. less so now. I mean, especially with Austin getting and better. the fact there, that these cities are getting much larger. There are some that predict that not not the, what year are we in? 2013. Not the <laughs> 2016 election, but the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Texas could be a swing state. They're actually predicting 2016 possibly could. Interesting. Yeah, but I don't if think Hillary's that's running. realistic. 
It it is my hope that that with all the people that are that's moving hilarious into the state, to me. That's yeah. that's the information you have that yeah. if it's Hillary's running, that's hilarious because there could not be a more polarizing liberal. Just and you. yet that is what makes the state the become a swing Dave? state. It's what political no, than Politico Hillary. So whatever they, wherever they got their source. That it's would fine. be Do you think surprising. Hillary will run Well, we're getting on a tangent of yeah. things we don't yeah, need to do. We can right talk now. about that later. But anyway. I mean, how do you feel living in Dallas? Like, uh, I, I mean, like there's a, so many. Like a human? Well, you know what I'm getting at here. Living like a in taxpayer? the quote unquote city of hate. Like someone who eats food to live? Not as much, though. Not as much it's what? It's not as much of a city of hate anymore. And they even made a big deal about that. Not even close to that. <laughs> not even, maybe not in Dallas proper. I do feel like that maybe some of that still goes on. To a lesser degree. Maybe in where the, the break room towers are in North, it's more like that, but it's less like up in that Frisco? in the actual city. I mean, you're always going to have that, though. I mean, there's a strong, still well, a strong concern. It's purely based on the electorate yeah. and the fact that, you know, obviously Dallas County went about 68% for Obama, and mm-hmm. then you go to Collin County, which is one county north, and it was like 70% Romney. Yeah, white That flight. tells you a lot of what's going on in the two different counties and where yeah. people have gone. Nice. You know. Anyway. Yeah, it's a, it's the city has a its own little political war going on, and that yeah, I think it might not be unlike uh, Colorado or not Colorado, but Oregon, where people resent the liberalism that is Portland and the rest of the state. It's and and how, the same thing in Colorado yeah, as well. It's amazing how the people outside of Portland, how conservative a lot yeah. of that state well, is. Well, you know, in the the elections this month, that uh, part of Colorado wanted to become North Colorado because they resented Denver, the liberalism of Denver. Right. And the rest of the state is extremely conservative, but they yes. are swarmed out by the people in Denver. You get that with sparsely populated states that have that sparse, more sparsely populated areas. It tends to be the case of the city. Yeah, the cities tend to be more liberal. Yeah, and rural tends to be more yeah. conservative. Yeah. That's just how absolutely it is. the way it is. Yeah. So do you do you still feel like we're a city of hate, or do you think we're? I think we're a city not of divide or of division. No, no, no. But, if you want to go with Dallas proper, obviously it's not anywhere near. I, what I it would was say the before. Metroplex in general. I think yeah. I don't think you can just the say Metroplex Dallas, in but. general. No, I mean, I still don't think it's a city of hate, necessarily. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of conservative influence, if sure. that's what you're asking. Sure, yeah. Sure. There's still prominent here. There's still people here that are conservative enough to say that they hate the president. Yeah. Sure, of course. So You say hate goes both ways. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if we had a Republican president, I mean, oh, I've, seen sure. it, yeah. I've seen it go that way with Rick, the governor, Rick Perry. I mean... The well, hair piece. He is the polar opposite of Rick everything I stand, I stand for. And look at the, I mean, look at Bush near the end too. How yeah. he was everywhere, mm-hmm. and then the Obama approval ratings are similar now. It seems yeah. like nationally, but you know, it's just it's interesting how things go. Mm-hmm. Right now, with the economy the way it is, that's going to happen regardless. And, and of the healthcare the stuff. Yeah, that seems to be hurting him pretty badly too. Yeah. But that's all aside from the Kennedy assassination and conspiracy theories. Yeah. But yes, as far as I'm talking about about Dallas in general. As the the formerly known city of hate. And, and, you know, I don't think that... I'm sure if it was 1970, Mm -hmm. people would still be like, oh, shit, you're from Dallas, the Kennedy thing. You know, I'm sure if people go through the list of things they know Dallas for, the Kennedy assassination's on there. Sure. But I don't think it's number one or anything at this point. I think... Probably the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, and still the the show is still Dallas, Dallas popular. Show. And Dallas Jr., the show. And yeah, on TNT. It's, a, it's the same show, it's just generations <laughs> removed. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's Dallas Jr., it's a sequel. Uh, did Whatever. anybody watch that show to find out how they killed off JR? No, Considering he died in, no. in the hiatus. Did I, never watched, the hiatus? I never watched any of that show, actually. So, Neither did the I. original or the, or the junior version. Neither did I. Well, how do you feel about the way that... Uh, Texas is, has embraced or has not embraced the assassination aspect of the city. So 
For instance, we know somebody that plays Rollery for a team called Assassination City. Yeah. There is a bar called Lee Harvey's. Uh, there was a brewery called Lee Harvey's. No, it's not? a bar. It's oh, a bar okay. called Lee Harvey's. Um, and there were some. The Texas Theater. The Texas Theater really played on Lee Harvey. Totally, they have shirts with Lee Harvey's image on yeah. it. They, I it's mean, weird. some people say that. From what I've heard this week is that we're not apologizing enough for the assassination. But what I feel like is it's. First of all, Lee Harvey wasn't from Dallas. Should we apologize for it is kind of my question. And secondly, should we apologize for something that was the actions of one man? Not at all. That's kind of my... I mean, and we can get into the city hate thing first if you want to do that before those conspiracy theories. Yeah, just a little bit. I know a little bit. I didn't watch it, yeah. but I I heard clips from it, and I know mm. kind of what they were talking about. You have no idea. And it's kind of insane to me that how people associated, like, if you are someone from Dallas, yeah, you were some kind of asshole. They, that uh, the Wesley, Wesley Wills, I think, was the mayor at the time, and he went to, uh, after the assassination, went to a uh, mayor's convention in Chicago, <laughs> and people were saying that, you know, blame me, how does it feel to be the mayor of the city that killed JFK? That was actually a story from 1973, from the current 73. mayor at 73. Yeah, and but that was... That was 10 years later. Yeah, but it was the same mayor. Wesley something or another. It was West, a different guy. West, there were two different guys from 63 and well, 73. They look exactly the same. They, they both, look similar, they both have it's, it's, frog throats. It's so. different guys. But anyway, okay. it's just kind of crazy. Ten years later, someone throws yeah. that at him at a, mayor, a mayoral convention. And then somebody, one of the guys that was uh, a kid at the time, I think he was probably 10 years old, he went to a hotel... And yeah. they, they refused to give his family towels. towels because they were from Dallas. Yep. And it was interesting. How can yeah. you blame like Lee Harvey Oswald was barely even in Dallas why for like we, a few months ahead of yeah. time. And but I, no I guess Dallas connection really. But I guess it was fueled because of the stuff with Adlai Stevenson the month before. Yeah, it was when, such a when, widely known story. When crazy, random ass, ridiculous tragedies like that happen. People yeah. become uh, separated from logic in so mm. many ways. They do. I mean yeah. that's that's the that's the overall I guess, the, uh, that's the that's that's what it is. They just cannot separate. They can't look at things logically. So do you think Dallas owes any apology? Or no, we should of course still be not. No, okay. of course not. I, I, no, I don't. Either at all. I think I think we do the best we can in that we don't deny it happened. Right. We don't apologize, well, and but we we express regret that it happened in our city. Of course, I but, will say it was good that the people you know there was. I did also hear that there were calls at the time to demolish the school book depository yeah. and things like that. There were. I'm glad they didn't do that and I am turned too. it into a museum instead. I am too. Well, like Germany, you know, uh, of the of the concentration camps that weren't burned down, they preserved them and they are museums today. And I think that's good because it provides history lessons, like right. tangible history lessons that you can go up and see the result of. And besides that, it's you know, as sad as it was, it's an important part of our history as a culture. Absolutely. Uh, and so yeah, I think you can't bury that. You can't bury that. And it's not like we're it's not like as a city we're making a ton of money off JFK's assassination. We're not raking in as the number one JFK <laughs> tour capital in the world, you know. Well, we may be the number one we may be a top couple JFK well, sure, tour capital. But, but what how I'm, many of those are there? But I'm saying it's not like we're making a lot of money like right. we're, build, we're building convention centers so we can hold conspiracy oh, conventions. Well, you know? We aren't making any money. You know what no. I'm saying as a community is yes. what I'm saying. Right. We're not we're not it's, it's not, not like, like what it's we, not like wherever Jerry World decides to yes. plant his wings that the city then makes right. lots of money off of it because of that. Right. We're right. not hinging our entire tourism structure on JFK's no death. You have, know? Both, have both you guys been to the Sixth Floor Museum? I never never I had not. a chance to go. Really, it's I was actually, interesting to go. Yeah, and, it should be. Yeah, it was actually. No, that I didn't make any sense. I never had yeah. a chance to go, and uh, <laughs> you know, living here since '98, you think I would have by now, but. I've been down to Dealey. You've had a chance. How? You just haven't taken a time to go. Well, like, I'm sure you've had a free weekend. Well, yes. <laughs> lived here since 98. I'm just saying. Go. I've never taken I've been the busy okay. I've never been since busy 1998. Every since I was 18. 
<laughs> Never taking the opportunity. But I have walked Dealey Plaza. Like yeah. I stood on the the X where some of the, so. I this, do think it's worth going to. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I yeah, I, I want to go to it at some point. But there's an X uh, over in Dealey Plaza, which was where the shots hit JFK. There was an X in the street that which a conspiracy therapist, ther- therapist, conspiracy, conspiracy therapist. He went at some one day and spray painted a white X, and somebody put down a more legit version. So this week they were repaving the roads and they took up the X and said they were not going to put it back down. Somebody will put Sorry. it. Sorry, somebody, some conspiracy <laughs> nut will tomorrow go out with a can of white spray paint. Oh, sure. and repaint. Let's it. do it tonight. Let's do it. Let's do it, Mark. So and then, well, then we can go to the museum. You can probably I, see it, since you'll have a free moment to go. I think that's. An, uh, I don't I'm not mind sure it's open until all hours. <laughs> I know True. the X is morbid, but I also think it's it's an important you know point of history. Yeah, I think so too. You know, and it, it's been there for I don't know how many years since I was a kid, and I don't. I think they should put it back. Have you noticed that ever driving down there, like uh, driving past the X? Yeah. Kind of weird. Never yeah, of course. Kind of weird. I stood on the X before. Yeah, yeah. I felt the power. Pow. Felt the power. <laughs> Anyway, so I think we're going to get to conspiracy theories in this segment. Sure. Are we done with City Hate talk? I guess. I guess we're moving on. Okay. Thomas is moving us on. All right. Let's move on then. (laughs) Well, uh, ABC News put together the top five uh, (coughs) conspiracy theories uh, for the Kennedy assassination. Should be interesting. I hope so. We'll see. Number five, the Soviets did it. Okay, well, I can go through what that's kind of generic, but uh, okay, you know why the Soviets didn't do it? Because we locked away every all the researching into it for what twenty fifty now or whatever. Uh, yeah. Twenty seventeen, actually. Twenty seventeen. When, when it becomes unlocked, okay. yeah. I guarantee you that'll get extended again. Well, say, it's already uh, been extended like three times, but yeah. Proponents if, of this theory. If it uh, had been the Soviets, they would have been flaunting it the moment after it happened. Well, well I don't know. Uh, and see, yeah. the, you say that, but then uh, one of the theories, the there's a guy who is like the de facto conspiracy guy that people go to when they find doing a piece of evidence. And this, no is, this is actually on CNN. Yes, it's, what it you was that. Call it? Conspiracy theory? But, you know, he says that if, if, if the USSR had claimed that, that would have been instant World War Three. Yeah. So have. why would they do that? Why would they ever claim that? Look, I'm not saying they wouldn't claim it. I'm saying we would have said it was them. Maybe, maybe we not. We did, World War III also. It's we not like we're interested in that Yeah, either. we didn't want to launch the missiles either. Right. I mean, once we found out that we, he was from Russia, and that his wife was Russian, and then he had defected to Russia at one point, I think that was probably... That like was enough fuel in, anyway. In today's culture, we would have invaded the USSR. If, if George Bush had been president in 1963, or, or vice president, yeah. I should say... We would have gone to war the next day and <laughs> invaded, you, invaded Probably Russia. Probably true. So, I mean, you, I don't... I, what I think is maybe, maybe that might be the most, most legitimate is that he was some sort of fringe agent and maybe they gave him orders, but well, that's the most legitimate one to me. I'll tell you what they say, the reasons that the two most compelling pieces, according to them, is that uh, Khrushchev was so embarrassed by having to back down to the Cuban Missile Crisis that he ordered the hit on Kennedy was the first piece. And then the second piece, like we're talking about, was Lee Harvey Oswald's connection to the USSR in general. Uh, though he's a former Marine, he, also, he was twice visited the Soviet Union with his Russian-born wife, Marina. Uh, both the Warren Commission and the House Committee on Assassinations found little evidence to support a Soviet-backed operation. One former KGB agent came out years later saying that the Russians played a role in the plot. Mm-hmm. So there's been things defeated along the years, of right. course. I guess we'll find out in 2017, but maybe. I think it's or likely maybe. they played a role. Or 2050. But I, I think the reason it's sealed is because it's likely that people on this side probably played a role, too. Pretty sure they weren't upset about it, at the very least. So, no, obviously. Is the CIA one of these conspiracy theories? Don't you wait till we get through all five? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Come on. Of course they are. All right. Next is the mafia did it. 
Which is obviously tied to Lee Harvey getting shot. Right, sure. by Jack Ruby. By Jack Ruby, and yeah. Which that was interesting hearing all the people debunk Jack Ruby that all the things he did that could have fucked up the hit and that it was really just completely spontaneous on his part. One version of this particular theory is that the CIA, who had already contacted the mob about killing Castro, asked the mafia to carry out a Kennedy hit in another one. So, Well, and that's... Okay, so the, the guy that uh, says that the one thing he can't debunk the, the the one conspiracy theory is that the cia did it he says quote just wait it is getting to it there's okay. a, there's a full fledged all right, all right all right chill out dude jeez uh calm down chief um third theory yes is the cubans did it okay have you heard this one i have not heard that okay given that u.s agents tried to assassinate cuban president fidel castro numerous times the theory goes castro decided he would repay the honor and try to assassinate uh, kennedy mm-hmm Perhaps the most famous proponent of the Cuban theory was President Lyndon Johnson, the man who succeeded Kennedy. Kennedy was trying to get Castro, but Castro got him first, Johnson told ABC News in 1968. <laughs> Both the Warren Commission and the House Committee on Assassinations cleared the Cubans of any involvement, and when Castro was interviewed by Bill Moyers in 77, he called the theory absolute insanity. So, hmm. apparently Cubans are one of the theories. Interesting. <clears throat> theory number four, Lyndon Johnson did it. Yeah, I've heard that one. Uh, he was embarrassed by the Kennedys and wanted to get revenge on them. Said, who had the most to gain from killing Kennedy? Lyndon Johnson, the man who became president. The gist of the theory is that Johnson was motivated by ambition and received help from members of the CIA and wealthy tycoons who believed that they would profit more under a Johnson administration. According to one version of the theory, Johnson was aided in the plot by another man who would become president, George H.W. Bush, <laughs> a CIA official awesome. who happened to be in Dallas on the day of the assassination. I so. seriously doubt that. Although he was the head of the CIA at one point. He was. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this well, guy. Here's number five. Let's get to. The I last was going to go on the LBJ one though. Oh, he was okay, saying apparently these, the LBJ thing was based primarily on statements made by Madeline Brown, who he describes as a crackpot. She died in 2002 and claimed to have an affair with LBJ, but uh, she claimed that LBJ had attended a party with uh, Nixon at the time, his vice president, mm-hmm. and uh, and a J Edgar Hoover the night before the attack. And according to uh, according to what Perry said. Uh, Brown, Perry. yes, Rick Perry. Brown said LBJ whispered into her ear after tomorrow those Kennedys will never embarrass me again. That's no threat. That's a promise. But he said that's not true. That there was no way after everything he's reviewed that LBJ could have been at that party. It's weird that LBJ said said that in an interview in 1968. Yeah, that's just not a quote to throw. Yeah, there. it is. Apparently, a lot of in the City of Hate documentary pointed out that even though LBJ was from here, uh, a lot of Texans <clears throat> hated LBJ. Yeah. Because he was so liberal. Yeah. And he's, he's from the same party. Yeah. Yeah. And they hated <laughs> right. him and they wanted to take him down. So. You get angry every time uh, you drive down this freeway, you know, North Dallas. Who, Thomas? Yeah. You I do. I don't yeah. get angry. Why would I get angry? Thomas is a. I get angry at the traffic. Thomas is a Marxist. He's good with it. It's you that gets angry. I get angry at the traffic. Right. I don't care about the name. I get, now I get mad when I drive down either George H.W. Bush or George W. Bush freeways. <laughs> Why do we have two Bush freeways Why do we have in this to have town? An intersection of two minute. Bush freeways? We have two Bush freeways. Yeah, you didn't name part of 75 George W. Bush freeways. What? Oh, yeah. When? Yeah, yeah recently. I don't remember. Yeah. Where? In the last year. Around the presidential library. Yeah, yeah. down there. The George W. Bush freeway now. That is stupid. And it, and it intersects with the we, George H.W. Bush need toy. two Bush roads. That's yeah. ridiculous. One Bush turnpike is plenty. We don't That's, need a scissor sister freeway system. I did not know that. When did that, when did that fucking I don't know happen? if it's officially so, been, been uh, put up well, they, were, they, were, they were going to vote on it. I'm, it'll pass. I'm not Stupid. I would like to go to the library sometime just bush to check to bush. it out. We should do that sure. next, week. See. next week. Why sure. not? Okay, last theory. Uh, Lots this, of pictures. Right, exactly. Little, very little reading. Us pressing the red button. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. 
Last theory is uh, Mark already spoiled for everyone. The CIA did it. Yeah. Wow, uh, there's no FBI in there at all? There is not. Uh, and nearly every theory that involves American conspirators, be they wealthy industrialists or tough-as-nails mafiosos, <laughs> one group is routinely represented, the CIA. The Central Intelligence Agency is an, is an easy boogeyman. Its workings and agents are a secret to most Americans, and the agency in the 1960s had a reputation for high-level political assassinations. One theory suggests that Oswald was a CIA operative and agents tampered with his FBI file before and after the investigation to make it appear he was a communist and a lone wolf. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't actually a communist. And in 1978 report, the House Select Committee on Assassinations found that there was no indication that Oswald had ever had contact with the agency. Well, let me, let me follow this up with uh, this guy's statement that, uh, by the way, the head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, was a member of the Warren Commission who released that report oh, was that he? the CIA yeah, had no involvement. So it's interesting. Extending that theory, yeah, this guy is. says supposedly Kennedy was fed up with the shenanigans that the CIA was pulling. He found out the CIA was trying to kill Castro, which is a fact. So the right. argument is that the CIA felt that Kennedy was going to disband them, and as a result of that, they were the ones that ordered the killing of Kennedy. I doubt he would have disbanded the CIA. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he would have disbanded key elements of it. Perhaps. Yeah, true. I mean, it's totally possible. We, I mean, I, I, I doubt he would have thought we don't need a central intelligence agency at all. I mean, the OSS. So maybe we would have got rid of some of the people. I mean, that seriously, are about it. I I don't see any way. I mean, you bring up the point about World War Three, and that maybe gives me a little pause. But I've never ever seen any way this exists where people at home are not partially responsible, where they continue to file this thing away for years after it is weird until anybody's dead. Everybody's dead. <laughs> Everyone's basically dead anyway. Yeah, apparently well, like not everybody, because they extended it. Yeah. Uh, when, when's the last time they extended it? Like a couple years ago? It was supposed yeah. to come out in 2010, right? Supposedly it'll, it'll be in 2017. So. Yeah, but it could be extended again. again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, this doesn't happen if people at home are not yeah. partially responsible for this as well. At this point, you would think the whole Russian communist scare would be passed, and they could go ahead and release the files. That's why I'm saying... Yeah. I think this, it's really funny you run through that thing because it seems like all the conspiracy, not all, but it seems like a lot of the conspiracy theories revolve around J. Edgar, or, uh, Hoover as well, which really yeah. surprises yeah. me that that wasn't in any of your top five. That's ABC News for you. Yeah. It's really Can't rely on the liberal media. <laughs> well, here's a couple more. fuck up. Here's a couple more conspiracy God. theories. One, the military industrial complex did it, and they said that uh, they claimed that Kennedy was going to try to pull troops out of Vietnam and that the military wanted to put more people into Vietnam. Uh, I wonder but, if they knew. I mean, so the military Kennedy, assassinated the president. Maybe, but Kennedy never said he was going to pull them out of Vietnam. I wonder if somebody knew that LBJ was going to keep it going, too. You know, and that because that particular conspiracy theory. Okay, and if that's the case, then was LBJ in on it? Right. Yeah. Like, how do you know that the other liberal guy is going to keep it going? I don't think Kennedy would have pulled him out either, though. I no, really probably don't. not. Not at the time. No, but not know. after the Cuban Missile Crisis. Why? Would, no. I mean, that, that, that was a democracy victory at the time. It's also funny, you know, that, I don't know, Kennedy and Johnson are labeled liberals, too. Especially mm-hmm. a lot of Kennedy's economic policies and stuff are very different than current liberal you know, Liberal, The definition of liberal has changed over the years yeah. as well. Yeah. And he's still a liberal icon, although the current liberals wouldn't like, you know, yeah. wouldn't like him as sure. much. But anyway. Well, one more before we go. Um, this is uh, Oswald acted alone as part of an unknown conspiracy. He says, it's possible there were individuals who helped Oswald but who weren't part of any larger group or perhaps unaware that he was planning. Remember, John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln, and there were four people hung, including the first woman ever to be hung by the federal government, Mary Surratt. Sure, but there's no way this thing keeps getting packaged years later if no one else was involved. No one else in a higher authority was involved. There's just no way. What is your theory, Mark? 
you have any theory in any of these you believe? I, I'm, I'm a big believer in the, the Lone Gunman theory. The only thing I think outside that is that he might have been an agent for the Russians in some capacity. Do you think we keep pushing the date because he was an agent for the Russians? I think he either could have been a double agent or he could have been an agent for the Russians, and a double agent for the CIA. And Why would they continue to push the release date of the information? I Look, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. He could have been a double agent of some... Uh, I think he was probably exactly what they said he was if there's a conspiracy theory agree. if there's a conspiracy theory that is valid i the cia one seems the most, the most valid. legit yeah but um i, mean, I, I tend to I don't agree. want to believe that yeah obviously yeah. i tend to agree with you though i think it was more of a lee harvey solo act to be honest the the, the most the stuff i've read on then how do you explain least. the gunshot i mean the, the the head bobbing the wrong way than what was declared for the way that the, where the, the gun bullet. was that's and shit, debunked, a magic bullet. I, well, that's a good, good, good theory. That's definitely more believable than a conspiracy theory. That JFK movie stuff has been debunked, but I did not research that ahead of time, which I should have, I guess. Well, part of episode. it, a lot of people say, you know, the even when the JFK movie didn't come out, that nobody knew that he was wearing. I'm talking about the JFK movie. I'm talking about documentaries. Well, back we'll talk, the the back of the left stuff. That. I'm talking about like okay, so all that was you know not a lot of people knew until the 90s that or late 90s maybe, that he was wearing a back brace at the time. So that's why he didn't fall over when he right. was shot. When, um, because the back brace was keeping him upright. And you can actually see in a picture where he's reaching down and adjusting the back brace. Right. But nobody knew it at the time. So that's why he stayed upright. And there are a lot of other factors. And yeah, supposedly that's been debunked, but, you know. Well, and the other just random, just a random note that I find interesting is that I always thought that, you know, Jackie was trying to get the hell out of the car and they were mm-hmm. trying to push her back i didn't realize that in the enhanced video you can see her trying to oh my gosh you did yeah. it's so no, horrifying i did not realize they, that you know so horrifying one of the things i i think was in the documentary today that uh the governor Connolly at the time was holding his stetson hat and there's like he wasn't shot there's no way he could be holding his hat if uh if he had been legitimately shot <laughs> and i'm like really ridiculous that's yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah so there i don't know i think the cia if there's a conspiracy theory or and or Communist Russia is is the most right. legitimate. That is, I, the, that is the second most. I don't legitimate. know. I think uh, there's part of me that think. Well, I think by the fact that it keeps being pushed back and covered up and whatever means somebody on our side was involved in. But it. But keep in mind at the same time, maybe they coordinated with the Russians. Yeah. That's possible. Too. Sure, but that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody was involved. I think well, somebody was involved. Maybe it wasn't LBJ. Maybe it wasn't the CIA. But right. I think somebody on this side was involved, and that's why they keep. Hiding it, keep pushing it, keep not telling the whole thing. Right. And when it comes out, we're all going to be like, dear God, how did that fucking happen? If it ever does. It will at some point. Thomas just is one of his commie buddies indicted in this. That's really so what's going on. So if to. that comes out, is I don't that, have any commie is that, buddies. Is that the end of the CIA? No. No. Not I mean, I mean, I, I do ago. I do question, like, are we looking at the end of the current NSA as it no. is? I doubt that either, to be honest with you. I don't know. You. I mean. Nope. In the name of terrorism, that shit's going to exist for forever. Well, but I'm not saying they're going to just ban it. Congress and the president aren't going to do it. How are you going to get rid of it? They might. No, they're not. No, they they, no, I'm not saying they won't start a new agency that will contain the exact same people, <laughs> but it's just put lipstick on a pig. But I'm not saying they wouldn't disband know. it. Congress like, isn't going to do it. Obama's not going to do it. It's, it's not a lot of speculation on. Well, I think I think the NSA has way too much shit on. It's those, a lot of speculation on, on shit that we're still What's the theorizing on 50 years later, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. No, well. they're not. Nobody currently in power wants to do that, so that's that's not going to happen. Anyway. Indeed. All right, well, that's our JFK coverage. Peace out. All right, well, we're going to cover The Walking Dead. Spoiler alert, very quickly, in your mouth.
listening to the break room. You can put it in your ass cheeks maybe. Oh, if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls, you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Why not change to Camels for the next 30 days and see what a difference it makes in your smoking enjoyment? See how Camels agree with your throat. See how mild and good tasting a cigarette can be. This week on the Hobo Shack. I'm here with IBS for me and Luscious. They're back this week at the Hobo Shack. We're going to be talking about the ways we like to anally pleasure one another. It's going to be a three-hour episode. Lots and lots of poop. <laughs> Just butt-fucking and all kinds of anal magic. So hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> IBS, what is your, uh, what's your favorite anal position? Uh, crouching frog. What is what is that? Uh, just just butt fucking, <laughs> just straight butt fucking. Luscious, how about you? Uh, I'm a romantic, so I like uh, the missionary. It's a little bit difficult to conceive, but once pulled off, it, yeah. you never go back after that. Missionary anal is magical. <laughs> yeah. Really, when you can look into the other person's eyes, then it's really just perfect. So tune in this week, this Sunday, uh, the all anal episode. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. This Sunday, November 24th, IBS for me and Luscious return to the Hobo Shack. Unfortunately, we're not going to be talking about anal, but we will be talking about the most terrible music of all time. Go to thehoboshack.com or popsyndicate.net for more information. Download our app for Android, Apple, and Windows devices, and subscribe now on iTunes. This flat tire needs a man, but when there's no man around, when there's no man around, Goodyear should be. Why? Watch this. New Goodyear Double Eagle carries its own spare inside. Lifeguard safety spare. A tire in a tire. Keeps on going. Next time, give her a second chance. We're back to 
into the break room, the home of the crazy Chiefs fetish. Play The Walking Dead. Here to talk hold, about Connell's reserve of grass. <laughs> the Walking Dead episode, <laughs> went episode deep, six of the season, called "Live Bait." They got away from the eyes. Sure, so they did that before the last couple. They only did that like two. No, or no, three last, the last episode was internment. I know. Before it was like that, two or three episodes, they did it, and then before that, we, I know we discussed that last time. I know on Mad Radio. I know on Rad. Yes, the first one was thirty days, and the rest are eyes. And now we've got Blue Bond Edition for <laughs> right. Walking Dead coverage. Exactly. We did. Blue Bonnet Award edition winning of Walking Dead it's coverage. It's damn radio, sir. It's not radio. This is fucking podcasting. <laughs> it's it mad. Damn it's mad. It's damn, damn mad radio. radio. Damn yeah. mad radio. Anyway. <clears throat> so That guy? This episode was pretty low key. There, not a lot happened. It was a flashback of the governor and what happened to him post. A, not a lot happened. Eh, Decent not amount happened. But, I mean, oh. stuff happened, but yeah. it was pretty low key, and it just explained what has happened to the governor since. That sucks because I've been complaining the whole time that I want more. Go- like, why the fuck isn't the governor in this? And you got one hundred percent governor, and, and then it was one hundred percent. And I was like, Good God, I don't want this much governor. And, and spoiler alert: looks like I watched, the next one's all I watched alert. the fucking thing at the end. It looks yeah. like that one's a hundred percent governor alert. too. Looks like, like God damn it! Yeah, I don't want only governor. <laughs> this is bullshit. So uh, we could see that. Uh, Thomas called them. God, Can we this get show to the topic? is so fading out. I don't know what to do. I don't know if it's. Well, get ready. They're about to have a uh, companion series to it. I don't know if. Oh yeah, that's going to go it, over well. Supposedly, it's going to be a prequel to Walking Dead. So I guess it's going to be like ER leading up until <laughs> the, the zombie what invasion. What the fuck does that mean? So there's no was, zombie apocalypse. Right. I thought it was a concurrent thing uh-huh. in different areas. No, they announced this last week. It's uh, probably going to be a prequel. Well, fuck that. So there's going to be no zombies in a. Yeah. Oh, that's so stupid. What was that movie about the rapidly spreading disease? Uh, I don't know. It was not Bullshit Congo. Movie. Not Congo. It was one of those. It was a Michael. <laughs> it was Michael Crichton. It was a Michael Crichton book. And Drama Strain. Yeah. Yeah. I think we said it at the it. same time. So mark that. Have we established how long Rick was out at the beginning, where the whole zombie apocalypse happens? I don't remember. Two hours. I, remember. I mean, he's obviously shot in the first episode. Yeah. And then he's out for a time before two he hours. wakes up. Yeah, two hours. It wasn't two hours. <laughs> Anyways, um, obviously anyway, obviously some amount on. of time because two hours. Time two passes. Hours. He gets out. Everyone's gone. Like he he talks on the open radio about going to the city, and people are like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, he can't go to the city. Going That's going to gonna the be the Canada it's a giant trap with plenty of walkers." I'm you know, going what I'm saying? to Atlanta. Okay. Never so, mind. anyways, see you in Atlanta. I don't know how much time, Thomas. Nobody knows. Was it that guy? So anyways, it's, po- it's supposedly going to be it's a prequel, right. which I think is bullshit. I don't. Stupid. I don't think they I'm need already a. Dismissing it. I don't think they need a companion series. Even no, they work concurrent. I'm like, we have enough of this world as is. I don't need more of this. It's already inconsistent enough as EMC is. EMC is getting ridiculous. Is it inconsistent? 
Yeah, it's wild. This, this I feel like the season's wildly inconsistent. I don't know. I don't know about inconsistent. It's just they're it's, not. It's still they're it's, not covering things that are as interesting as they used to. It's no I season agree. two. That's all I'm going to say. It's no season two, but it's still season See, two was I not think, bad. I think it was I, I liked the first three seasons overall. It was not boring. The first half of season I don't two think was it was boring. boring at all. I think you they, are wrong. Sir. You're both wrong. You're you have terrible opinions. No, no. that are invalid. Everybody else will back me up. It's two on one. Walking Dead season two is voted into the whole thing. I like the second half of season two. It was great. The first half. Season two is no. better than this. In a lot of ways. I agree. Yes. No, I agree, I don't know about that. This season has taken... Did you watch it live or did you watch it back to back? I watched it back to back. Okay. It was boring. Back to back. That's crazy. You have no idea what you're talking about. No. I have every you idea. You don't know I wish the you had concept a of a good TV show. I wish you knew... I wish you had a valid opinion. <laughs> God. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, let's go on. You're describing this episode. Go ahead. It was Mark's it pouting. Was Mark's pouting and he's silent. Just about as bad as most of the episodes in the season so far, so go ahead. <laughs> anyway. It just sucks. I can't tell. I really can't tell if it's just the hangover of Breaking Bad and then I don't have a dark drama I don't right think now that's it. other than this show. I think that probably weighs into it a bit. It weighs into it a bit, but I don't think that's the overall problem. I think it's weaker anyway. Okay. Even if it come on okay. well, maybe. in the middle of like Breaking Bad Season 3, I think it would have been like, ah, this isn't quite as good as it used to be. And quite honestly, I can't wait until Justified comes back in January. Yeah. And then we'll really see what happens because I don't. I think Justified's going to be more on par we'll with see. the Breaking Bad. Let's not well, talk about that too much yet because well, I haven't watched well, the last season. The last season of Justified. Justified. Well, okay. Mm. You didn't like it? Mm. I thought mm. it was good. It was... Let's not get into that. Slow too rolling. Much. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it took a while to get up to speed. So we're here to talk about Walking Dead. I know. I'm just saying. I'm ready Mark. to get another yeah, another show. But anyway, so it's a pretty simple episode about the governor and his recovery post uh, killing the, all his people. Pl- yeah, post killing all the people, the citizens uh, of Woodbury, post murdering right. all of murdering, his people. Yes. Right. So at one point, uh, they're out in the wilderness, him and the two guys who left with him, who were in the, the one guy in the back of the truck, Martinez, and the other guy in the cab. Apparently, his, number, his name is Shumpert. Paul R. Nelson, <laughs> who but, uh, does not show up in the episode. He does not. But they leave him while he's asleep. Shumpert. At some point. Leave him without a car or any food or anything. So at some point, the governor returns to Woodbury and finds everybody's gone. So he decides to burn the town down. Random. Randomly. Uh, well, he did it, also bust into the town also and yeah. go ahead and let all the zombies come in. Yeah, exactly. I don't really know why. I mean, fuck it. I live there by myself and uh, have the walls and shit and yeah. have a full Yeah, a but full part, town. Of the, part of having the walls in place is having people to guard both walls. I know. All the walls Find and more stuff, people, though. You still keep sure. a lot of them out just by <clears throat> those walls existing. So. Right. Well, he's obviously traumatized by what he's done. I mean, they play that up in the episode. But. I know. And um, he becomes the governor with the heart of gold, as we'll go. Yeah, because fucking so shoot me in the face. At some point, uh, Which he does not happen in the comics. If I'm supposed to sympathize with him, I am not. You were not supposed to in the comics. This is a yeah. totally different turn. Yeah, anyway. so they're trying. They're trying to humanize him a bit, I guess. Like give him some sort of redemption song. Sure. I mean, I don't want. The, I don't want a redemption song for the governor. Why, why are we going through this? Why would anybody want to redeem? He just murdered all of his people. Well, that's what I understand. Are they? Are they like they they made him out like I was all on board with them making him the bad guy. It was a little ridiculous that they made him like the complete and total at like ass of murdering all his people. That's what he was, but you can't take a turn from that yeah, at that point. I know you can't just go like, oh well, he's 
He's learned from his lesson. Yeah. He's he's become a sensitive guy. Are we to supposed to a couple of lesbos and their dying father? And... Well, they were sisters, first of all. <laughs> they were, my bad, my bad. But they were eating each other out. It was <laughs> yeah. Weird. Well, they got to get off somehow. <laughs> it is it is a zombie apocalypse. So, so you do look, what you do. I mean, this episode is pretty simple. So he stumbles upon this family who have a daughter and a dad who is dying of lung cancer and uh, two and daughters. It, yeah, and, and it. Oh, sorry, two and daughters. One of them has a daughter. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. And uh, it would be his granddaughter. Thank you. Dear Appreciate God. the explanation. <laughs> Thanks. I was lost. No, it's more lineage. <laughs> Anyways, was there a great grandchild involved? <laughs> there was not yet. Oh, okay. He essentially just helps save them. They the the dad ends well, up dying of his lungs cancer. Let's, He's let's back up, let's back of up his lungs that. He, cancer. He goes into the apartment. They're like. Yeah. One of the sisters is like all tough bitch and saying, oh, right. I'm a fucking cop motherfucker. You know, I don't fuck with my family and all this other stuff. I will kill you. But they end up letting him in. They yeah. feed him some SpaghettiOs that he dumps out the window. <laughs> for which some, I thought no was reason. really weird. He wanted to eat nasty sardines instead for some reason. And uh, anyway, basically, they're making sure that he's okay. And then they find out he's... They kind of somehow come around to the fact that he's okay. Well, because he has a gun, and they—he's the only one. From him and, well, he's the only one who knows how to kill the walkers because they—they have for right. some reason they've been living these months and all this. They stayed in like two apartments and never gone anywhere. Yeah, they've never figured out that you have to stab them in <laughs> the head, and they've never had a lucky shot to the face or anything. Yeah, like, like, it's oh, like shit, oh, that that's him. how well, they kills. just keep stabbing them in the chest and they keep getting up. You yeah, haven't figured out yet that takes a headshot. Bit stupid. No wonder you're almost. Yeah, they even ask. They, they even are, ask him like. They're well, sister lesbians, so true. how far can you actually expect them to? Well, yeah, and they even ask him, like, well, what, what does it kill him when you hit him in the head? He's like, shrugs, like, I don't fucking know. You just fucking hit him in the head. Like, I'm not a damn scientist. <laughs> Whatever. He it's just know. weird to ask him We that. already had yeah. that scientist explanation in the first season. But he didn't get that. So he retrieves an oxygen tank for, uh, for the father. Um, well, once they involve him and they let yeah. him stay in they some start apartment to like across him. the hall, yeah. one of the sisters starts to like him and take the, the mother sh- of the child to him. Yeah. Uh, the, the child goes over and asks him what happened to his eye, because he's an old eye patchy guy, and says, you know, and he goes ahead and tells her, and so that kind of like eh, makes he her tells start her, talking. but he doesn't tell no, her. No, he doesn't really tell her, but yeah. um, they, they have a conversation, they start playing Skip Bo or whatever the hell they're playing. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, they're like... Skipbo. Backgammon? Whatever, doesn't matter. Skipbo and then chess later? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Skipbo and then they Uno. Bust, they busted out the Skipbo <laughs> Skipbo or Uno, whatever. God. And then uh, Lung Cancer Daddy ends up dying. And they're all sitting around, you know, oh, we love Lung Cancer Daddy. And then he comes back, you know, as yeah. everyone does in this world. And so uh, the governor, like, smashes the shit out of his face. With an oxygen tank, and yeah. especially smashes his skull in front of ever in, in front of, of the two lesbian sisters and the kid. Right. Slightly before that, though, they somehow thought he was trustworthy enough to say, "Hey, you know, my lung cancer daddy is the only one that can get this daughter to talk. Can you go get us some uh, uh, some oxygen, oxygen from this tanks. retirement yeah. community around the corner?" He goes and does that for some reason, since he's governor with a heart of gold all of a sudden yeah it really but pisses honestly, me off this entire episode i thought he was going to turn on them and like fucking yeah, kill yes. them and take everything and what that would have been better had he done that but uh anyway so he better or more true to his character more true to his character it would have been better to the story yeah so anyway he goes and does that then lung cancer daddy dies smashes his skull right. and then they end up having to get out of there and they take lung cancer daddy's truck somewhere well they he was going to leave without them and they decide to go with him right so they take yes they take lung cancer daddy's truck movie yeah. truck 
Or At some point, he sleeps with the daughter with the child. In the truck, they go somewhere and they stop, right. and then governor and girl with the child, they, lesbian and daughter they have with the child, goes yeah. ahead and tries <laughs> he, to go back, goes back he to heterosexuality. And, her, yes. But then they have to flee. They have to get out of the truck at some the point. The truck and doesn't go on start foot. for some yeah. reason, so they get out of the truck. Right. And then all these zombies come and basically overrun them, and they have to run into the woods. Yeah. Uh, then. Uh, the governor and the and the kid fall into some open grave yeah. randomly with like three or four walkers, so which randomly. we get to in a minute. We get to, it so seems randomly. random at the time. seems random when that happens. It didn't seem random. But to me, it seems random. But uh, anyway, and then the governor, basically uh, Patrick Swayze Roadhouse is one of the zombies and <laughs> rips a couple of heads Pain off hurt. and basically saves the, saves the girl from that. And then he runs into what's, what's his face from Woodbury. Martinez. Martinez from yeah. Woodbury. They don't, comes they don't a, show Shumpert. But yeah, it's it, kind of where it ends. It's pretty, yeah, much, a pretty very, much a very, very simple episode meant to evoke your sympathies for the governor. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. The guy that ended last season murdering yeah, all these people so is not this same guy. And there I is think it was no a really weird turn. There's no explanation for why he would make that character turn. That's bullshit. Well, basically, it showed him he was about to die uh, on the street. He just said fuck it, and he was he was laying down. And then he saw the girl in the window. Yeah, reminded him of his daughter, or whatever. Um, Still very, I thought it was a little bit. Now, Mark, I know you read the book as well. You didn't never read the Walking Dead. Books I didn't read the comics. I read the book. You read the one I, book. Yeah. The, the, you remember when he took the name Brian in the book and yeah. all that stuff? I feel like that was a little bit of an homage to that. Whatever. See that and that that book was bullshit. First of it all, kind of was that book Rise of the Governor is one of the written by Robert Kirkman is one of the worst books I have ever read in my life. It's and that bad. is it's that is rough. counting Great Gatsby. Uh, Gatsby's not a bad book. Uh, it's not great either. It's not anywhere close to that. No, it's no, it's, it's nowhere way better this, than that. But I mean, I'm just saying, amongst my most hated books, Rise of yeah. the Governor and Great Gatsby are both on that list. I don't know. I just don't see those anywhere uh, close. But okay, the, the source data for those are pretty similar too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they are, yeah. No, Rise of the Governor, the book was horrible. First of all, and what they they did it between uh, two and three, so before the governor showed up on the series, and so by its just by proxy, by make, by releasing that, they make you think, oh, oh this God. is telling the story before Woodbury. They do. Well, as it turns out, the book has no fucking thing to do with either the comics nor the TV series. Are you serious? It's I a totally separate fucking it's like, story. It's like Universe 3. So there's yeah. the comics Universe A, there's the TV series Universe B, and then there's fucking oh. Rise of the Governor, a piece of shit book. First, yeah. first of all, written in first-person point of Which, view. by the way, they're doing a sequel to you. Oh, fuck so that. Fuck I'm not, that sequel. Fuck that. I will, yeah. ta- I will buy a copy of that book and burn it on the shelf. <laughs> it, on on the, shelf? the shelf. Horrible. In the bookstore. Horrible. <laughs> Why do we need a I'm third universe? We don't. We don't no. need a third universe. So that that book posits that there was there was the governor. Which <laughs> Honestly, was, we barely need two universes. I think no, exactly. I'm I think saying, the current TV show would have been better served following the comics. There, to there be was with you. Brian, quote unquote, was a guy who was supposed to be this hippie, dippy, reggae type dude yeah. who ends up at the end of the book, which is complete bullshit, turning into this complete badass, complete right. bullshit after. His, Fucking! I don't give a shit. Spoiler alert: After his tough ass brother is killed, right? Complete bullshit. And that has nothing to do with the TV series. I know it does. Absolutely nothing. Does this not have to do with uh, what's her name's character at all? <laughs> who? Uh, Lesbian sister. I forget her Mark name. Mark that. I forget her name. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, hey ho! Uh, this is Kermit the Frog. I'm Katie Couric. I can't remember. Joe Kwan? No. What's the mark drop of I'm trying right. to say somebody's you? name from the show? Deny Gadita? Yes, that one. No, it has nothing to do with her. No. 
No, not, it, not it's a thing. It's she bullshit. has like family members she pulls around on no, chains. It's and bullshit. Shit. It has nothing to do with that. No, it doesn't. Okay, well, fine. Uh, hey. Deny Grita. The, bo- the book is horrible. It's written in first person or something like that, or maybe second person. I don't know. It, no, it it's actually written in like second person or some shit. It's, I don't know. It sucks. There it's are complete. first person books that are good. It, no, there. Are, I'm, this is written. I, this might actually be this written in second person. So it's it's complete ass. It, it's, it's weird. It was a waste of money. Complete waste of money. Okay. Um. There is no reason for this episode. It's like it doesn't. There's no Stupid. logical connection between the end of last season and this well, episode. Here's hoping, or here's uh, looking at another episode that yeah. looks like it's possibly the same as. this I don't one. understand this. It's not like Battlestar, where at some point Baltar had a glimpse of some sort of morality about him. It was just Baltar had those gray areas. The yes. governor does no, not. The, the gray area where you murder all of your people is gone. It's, it's almost like they went more point. lost. Like they're going to go, oh, the, the governor is going to be part of this particular story, so we're going to go ahead and examine his backstory. Yeah. Like they would do on To try to evoke episodes. sympathy? Yeah. It, it's bullshit. It's it is bullshit. It's really irritating. That's why I was saying this episode, there's not much to it, and it's bullshit. I, I, mean, there's a, I mean, there's a decent amount. "Quote unquote" to it, but it's not. It doesn't really matter, you know. It's I mean, like, I, I don't really give a shit. If you were to take the episode as a standalone, it's an okay, enjoyable episode. But when you connect it to the rest of the mythos, it doesn't make sense. And it, it right. doesn't. I have no sympathy for the governor. I don't want to have sympathy for the governor. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I feel like it's really, it's a trick, man. It's not. It's not. There's no. He gets no sympathy after what he did in the last season, right. and yet they're trying. They're very much trying to evoke sympathy. I hope for they're him. not going to try to fit him into the prison crew with Rick. God, surely, no, not. they're not. There's just no to not. just to keep him around. There's no way they're going to do. I that. don't know the scenes from. Did you watch the scenes from I, next week? No, I I okay. deliberately well, deleted it. Leave it. Never mind. I mean, go ahead. I don't give a shit. It's not a big deal. It just looks like uh, the Martinez is in charge of the new group. There's a new group, and he's in charge of that, and it's just like a battle for who's in charge type thing. I don't know. It could end up Between with... Between Martinez and the they government? Could, yes. They could try to end up with, well, he's better off being with the people in the prison and being part of that crew. I don't know. That would make me really mad. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope it could. Not. It could. I just I don't think it's going to happen. But Hopefully we'll see. not. I want him to turn back into just the evil guy because that's what he is, really. Maybe. I don't know. I should go back and rewatch season two at some point. But that just, guy? I was well, very frustrated to, by the though, second half. It's super boring. You fucking hate it. I, I was super frustrated by the, by the first half of that season. You don't but know what you're talking about. This season has also been very frustrating in its own way. It's way worse. Oh God, I just feel like nothing's worse. happening. It's like there's no advancement Shit's happening, we're, but nothing's happening. Well, yes. we're almost we're almost to you know halfway into the season, which at which point they will cut off right. for it, you know, to delay it sometime into 2014, oh, probably. And there's only 16 episodes per season, and I'm like. There's been no major events really happened in this season. What are we into? Six? That was episode six. Well, so we've got two episodes left. The last and episode, nothing they, significant. he cast out, what's her name? Carol. Carol. Yeah, he cast out Hello, oh, Carol, Hello but Carol, but I'm like, where's the major... That's somewhat major. Yes, it is, but we need more. I mean, She's we been around from the first episode. I feel like at this point it, in season four, we need to advance the society a little bit more. Maybe do you, do you maybe we need a battlestar like jump where was it between two and three when they landed on New Caprica? Yep, it was and three. We, we jump cut to six months it. later or whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like we need something like that to really jumpstart the that's series. That's possibly again. a good good point. I'm so I'm sick of. We'll just I'm, cut to Battlestar season three. <laughs> <laughs> I just play the whole thing over except in the prison. Well, I'm sick of I'm sick of being stuck in this time period we're in. Like they are stagnating as writers. 
And I think this episode is complete evidence of that. That they don't know where to go. I agree. Here's looking forward to the next episode that looks just like this one. (sighs) It does, unfortunately. Well, let's out go out. All right. Gasoline. High five. Out go. Out go. Okay, well, uh, you can call us at 469-665-9827. Leave us a question of the week. 469-665-9827. Thank you, F13. And you can leave us a comment about anything we talked about or a question of the week. PopSyndicate.com Your one-stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews of all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. PopSyndicate.com Can we at least change that to be relevant? doesn't exist anymore. Uh, F13, but you can find everything breaking related at PopSyndicate.com You can just put like... Gasoline, high five. five. One of the electronic voices over the dot com. <laughs> you can find Here us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the break room. Find us on Twitter at the break room. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Mark with a C. Dustin is at the WS9775. And Thomas is at Navid Central. And as always, myspace.com slash the break room. Which is still advertising of Not updated. Yes. And don't forget to. I don't think you can go to that anymore. Because they you can go like, pretty much MySpace. I checked it a few months ago. It was still there. Yeah, well, I don't Anyways, know. don't forget to listen to uh, Sister Ow. Show's Ow. The 15-Minute Movie Podcast. He hasn't done an episode in like six months, so uh, who knows if he's ever going to do that again. Uh, and The Hobo Shack. Stefan hasn't? No. Fuck my kids. It hasn't been six months. Not, it's, it's been like two months. Uh, and The Hobo Shack. He'll be getting back to regular episodes this week. And I guess the drunk movie show was dead. I don't is know. It? Is it? Uh, you just asked me to like his Facebook page. You better be around. That wasn't for drunk movie show. That was for the resurrection of Cinema Diabolica. Oh, Looks like he and DZ are getting back together to do Cinema Diabolica. Does so DZ guess, still run the cafe in Seattle and all that uh, shit? Portland, I believe. Oh, is it Portland now? We might have to go visit the DZ Cafe. Uh-huh. Out, go out, gasoline, high five. Uh, if you like the song at the end of the show and you want to help support us, go to the podcast.net or Berkham.tv. Click on the episode five. of your choice I'll and go, then click the link out. to uh, buy that song. If you that'll help us uh, get a little money in the back end for that. So, and uh, you can also shop it. Uh-huh. Or, or a different song. This is Machine Gun, not this song. Uh, uh, you can't buy that on Amazon. I'm sure you can. Oh, okay. If you want to though, you can go click on the banner for Amazon.com. Click your cookies first. Click on that banner, then, then find search the for Machine Gun. The Commodore's Machine Gun. Uh, Please do and then that. Shop for anything else you want. But uh, the best thing you can do is oh, go tell one of your friends to listen to us, bitch. And then go to iTunes, search for the break room, and uh, give us a five star rating. That'll help us a lot because we At would like five stars. we would like to be the top to Mark Marin's bottom on that uh, break room listing. So, and we need to be like ninety six point three break room podcast, whatever the fuck that, that shit is. Now. Fuck that. All right. Well, I'll go, go out, out gasoline. High five. I go out I'll gasoline. Go high five. Gasoline, KTBR high five. and out. All right, gasoline. High five. Out go. Out go. Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of color
Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room. 